Welcome to the Prince Manasseh Achu podcast. Prophet Manasseh Achu is the general overseer of the Watered Garden Church in Ghana, West Africa. Thank you for joining us for another power-packed session. Through the teaching of God's Word and the ministration of the Spirit, we restore God's glory in mankind. Enjoy the transformational power of God's Word as you listen to today's message. Father, we want to say thank you for the liberty. The liberty of the Spirit. I thank you. I thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Father, speak to us. Have your way tonight in the maze of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this is our days in glory. And uh, basically, uh, days in glory in watered garden are times where we celebrate the most holy things of God. The top three being the Holy Spirit himself, the will of God, and the glory of God. Interestingly, um, these three things, which are the most intimate things of God and the most holy things of God, um, sometimes you try to arrange them in a certain order usually I will say the Holy Spirit first then the will of God and then the glory of God but sometimes the will of God comes first because actually God's mind or his will or his purpose precedes him god is actually going in the direction of his purpose and the godhead are all submitted to the purpose of god bible says god has exalted his word above all his name he's talking about the purpose of god is above god this particular days in glory we are dealing with the will of god which ranks top in the deep things of god Usually, I want to put the Holy Spirit number one and put the, the glory of God number two and then the, 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 the will of God number two and then the glory of God. Thank you. Thank you. But sometimes, and rightfully so, The Holy Spirit is the one who leads in the Godhead. Sometimes it's the word of God. We just heard that God has lifted his word above all his name. Most of the times 
we see the father as top in ranking. Everything is done to the glory of the father. So Jesus submitted, the son is submitted to the father. In fact, the Bible says a time will come that everything will be submitted to the father. Now everything is submitted to a son. But a time will come that the son will come under the father. So each of the three persons in the Godhead take their time to lead. Because they are submitted to one another actually. It depends on the purpose of God. So when Jesus was on earth, there was the Holy Spirit that was instructing him. Do this, don't do this, go here, don't go here. When Jesus went up, he is now instructing the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit will not say anything except what he hears Jesus say. We are talking about the will of God or the purpose of God. And we need to understand how important it is in the priorities of God. It's number one. There's nothing beyond that. It's the ultimate. I'm saying that of all the things about you, the most important is God's will for your life. It is the most important, the most sacred. I said of all the most difficult books I've ever written, this is the most. Of all the books. I said, even the Holy Ghost, which I felt totally unqualified to write about, I wrote about him. And then with fear and trembling, I wrote another book on the fear of God. I feel totally unqualified, even as a prophet, to write on the will of God. Because even the book I am writing on the will of God, that book itself must be in the will of God. There should be such a thing in heaven, there should be a book in heaven with a title, Rema, Kairos, and Moed, the will of God, and it, Prophet Manasseh. If it's not in heaven, I come in the volume of the book. Your life is a book. And like Pastor Ed said, sometimes some people start from chapter 1, jump to chapter 13, come to chapter 2, get to chapter 7, and they try to mess the book up. Because people don't know the sacredness of these things. They think you can do anything you like. No, you cannot. You cannot. The will of God is a mystery. There are many things the Bible calls mystery. A mystery is a hidden truth, a secret. Until it is revealed, it cannot be known. Do you understand? 
There are certain items you won't find in the outer court. Oh no. There are even some they are not in the inner court. Because they belong to the most holy. And that's where they are. That place, one man goes there once a year. And there are warnings, lest he die. So the will of God, if it's not revealed, there is no way it will be known. So when it comes to the will of God, revelation is key. It's so important. God has created a whole office in the fivefold ministry just to regulate this, the will of God. It's called the ministry of the prophet. So out of the nine gifts of the spirit, six are revelatory. And out of the seven spirits of God, the seven anointings, four are prophetic. You see, revelation is so critical. When we read epistles, Paul said, since the day I heard, we cease not to pray for you. That God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You need the spirit of understanding. That's the same as the spirit of revelation. You need the spirit of the knowledge of the Lord. You need the spirit of wisdom. And you need the spirit of counsel to consummate revelation. I'm going to say it again. You need... Understanding is the same as revelation. Understanding is comprehension, discernment, and the interpreting of the divine will. You need the spirit of understanding. You need the spirit of the knowledge of the Lord. You need the spirit of wisdom. And you need the spirit of counsel for revelation to be consummated. To have the mind of Christ. To have the full revelation of the mystery of Christ. The will of God. But the way you get revelation is by praying. Paul prayed for the spirit of revelation. They said, Ananias, he said, my Lord. He said, go to the street, call street. In the house of one Judas, this is the street address. The man's name is Judas. There is a man called Saul. Behold, he prayeth. And seeth a man by the name of Ananias coming to lay hand on him that he may receive his sight. Now, watch it. Paul had abundance of revelation. His secret was prayer. The day Paul got born again, the day he was knocked down, the guy was fasting and praying. And when he was praying, he saw in a vision, he had word of knowledge. 
He saw that there is a man coming to lay hand on him. His name was Ananias. And Ananias also received a vision, word of knowledge of the address of where Paul was. That's what prayer does. This is in Acts 9. In the next chapter, Acts 10, Cornelius was fasting and praying and giving alms continually. And he saw evidently an angel telling him, send men to Joppa, to the house of Simon the Tanner. There is another Simon or Simon, he will come and tell you the words of life. He too was praying and Peter was also praying and the angel of the Lord told him God showed him a vision of how he was opening the door to the Gentiles, he should eat unclean animals, meaning he should accept Gentiles into the body and he said, I've never eaten anything unclean, I'm not going to do anything like that. God said, four men are waiting for you. It also happened when Peter was praying. If you pray, you will see clearly. Revelation comes by prayer. I found out that there is a lot of angelic activity and revelatory activities around people who pray. Now, one of the most respected people in the, in, in the Old Testament was Daniel. Apart from Abraham, and I'll get into that in a minute. One of the most respected people in the Old Testament, apart from Abraham and David and Moses and Elijah, was Daniel. And Daniel, according to the Bible, was wiser than Lucifer. Daniel had so much. In fact, um, if you want to talk about eschatology, the study of the end times, all the things that will happen in the last days. You are talking about Daniel. Daniel was a master of visions and dreams and revelations and visitations. Why? Because Daniel, if you tell him, I will kill you, if you pray, just stop praying for one minute. I'm not saying don't pray again. I just say one minute. Nobody should pray for one minute. Daniel said, you better kill me because I'll pray. The Bible said the day the law was made, he opened his window, his word, and prayed three times a day as, as before. I'm saying that the reason for the revelation, for the spirit of revelation, on Daniel was because of his prayer life. Prayer. 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 Is supply of the spirit. Prayer brings revelation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The greatest encounters that people had in the Bible, Moses was on the mount for 40 days, praying and fasting. And most God came and wrote on stones with his finger. In fact, he was caught up in that glory that he didn't eat anything for 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't even realize it. And it happened on the mountain of prayer. It happened as a result of prayer. Now listen. We are talking about the will of God and I'm saying that when it comes to the will of God, revelation is key. But for revelation to happen, prayer must happen. 
Colossians 4.12 says, Epaphras, one of you, laboreth fervently in prayer for you, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. How do people stand perfect and complete in all the will of God? Prayer. How are your children going to, be, to stand perfect and complete in all the will of God? Prayer. How are your converts going to stand complete and perfect in all the will of God? Prayer. Now, the Lord asked me to speak about revelation. He told me that yesterday. And uh, I, I, I am just going to attempt something. All right, and leave the rest to him, okay? You see, the Bible measures people's spirituality by the, by the revelation they have, the kind of revelation or their level of revelation. When Paul started to boast, in 2 Corinthians 12, he said, I will come to visions and revelation. I know a man 14 years ago, whether in body, I cannot tell, or whether out of body, that experience he had, I can't tell. God knows. Such a man was caught up to the third heavens. Uh-huh. I knew such a man, whether in body or out of body, I cannot tell. God knew it. How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Pastor Gloria, that is the kind of experience you will have from today. Listen. You know something? Do you know that the Lord sometimes comes to your house. Are you aware that sometimes the Lord comes? But the problem is you are not able to handle the vision, the revelation. God came to Abraham like three men. And Abraham was already at ten door knowing God was coming. And when he saw the three men, he knew that was God. He ran to meet them, bow, and told God why he came. He said, God, you know what? Just come and eat and go. I know this is why you came. But Abraham's ability to handle such visions and visitations. I'm going to say that again. The intensity of the glory... That comes with certain revelations. Certain experience encounters. Paul said it's not even lawful for man to say. He said the things I saw. I can't say. I can't open this in my mouth. To handle those kind of experiences. You must be somebody who is acquainted with the supernatural. Somebody who prays always. Somebody who fasts. And somebody who walks with God. You see. You look at Abraham and the kind of respect God has for Abraham. 
I will explain it to you. It was because Abraham was a friend of God. Look at me. Abraham was like God. That's what it means. You didn't hear me. Are you aware that the Bible calls God the God of Abraham? No, you know that. In the days of Abraham, God didn't have a name. He took Abraham's name. In fact, there are three people's names God took. They are called the fathers. The God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob. That's why they are in a class of their own. The other person who had God take his name is the Lord and God of our Lord. The God and Lord of our... The Lord... How do you say it? The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. You see, you are better than me. You know the thing. You know the Bible better than me. So that's it. These guys, when they mention spiritual heritage, they mention them. The God of Abraham. But now, in Genesis 15, they now call him the God of Abraham. It's frightening. Now, now they are not even calling God, they are calling Abraham. So it was the God of Abraham, now the Abraham of God. When Melchizedek met Abraham, he called Abraham the Abraham of God. And he gave Abraham the dominion of God. You see, God gave fatherhood to Abraham. And uh, um, Abraham Received so much revelation from God. The purpose of revelation is possession. What you see, that's what you become. Abraham had so much revelation and God so transformed that he was like God. That Abraham represented God the most. He resembled God the most. And he was the closest replica or semblance. Or revelation of God to the point that the things Bible says about Jesus, Bible says about Abraham. For example, it is in Jesus that we are all blessed with all the spiritual. Bible says in Abraham. <laughs> Can you imagine that? They say all the families of the earth, every human being will be blessed by Abraham. You see, Jesus is the express image of God. And how close you are to the Lord. How much you can reveal him. How much you resemble him. Is your worth, weight, and glory in the realm of the spirit. That's how God sees you. Let me give you an example. You saw that Elisha was so anointed that even his dead bones was raising the dead. Actually, anointing is deal. You didn't hear, I'll say it all over again. I said there was a man whose dead bones was raising the dead. I said anointing's day. But, you see, but God said about John the Baptist that of all men born of a woman, there is none greater than John the Baptist. 
Why would God, why would Jesus say that when you have all these big guys in the whole of the Old Testament? He said it because of the proximity of John the Baptist to Jesus. Because there's such a thing as the maturity of the times. Everything is measured against, against Christ, including time. I've told you before. So, when Jesus came, we call it the fullness of time. Because everything is measured against him. Genesis is the beginning of the revelation of God. The climax is Christ. So, when Jesus Christ came, we call it the fullness of time, the last days, the end time. So, in God's dealings and in his purposes... There is the elementary, rudimentary revelation of Christ. From creation all the way. And the fullness of the revelation is Christ himself. The closer you are to Christ is who you are. Now, I'm just trying to say that if we can get so close to Christ and reveal Christ, that becomes our worth. But you do that by the revelation you get of him, the knowledge of him, the revelation into the knowledge of him. Are we here? Now, Some of you are offended. No, it's just 1% that are happy about what I'm teaching. The rest of you are, are offended. You say, oh, what is that? Anyway, let me tell you something that will make you happy. The Bible said the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Because unto us, the end of the world has come. The end of all the purpose, the clamors of God's purposes is upon us. You understand? So we are the latter end of God's dealings. Now, do you know why I'm talking about Abraham? I could have talked about anybody else. But I'll tell you why I'm talking about Abraham. In a moment. Now, thank you. Enoch walked with God and was not. Let me explain to you what happened. The glory of heaven, the intensity of heaven, the, the intensity of the glory of heaven is such that if you go there like this, with this your physical body, you will melt. It's just like the sun, S-U-N. <laughs> it's so hot you can't get close. You, you, you will sublime. You, evapor- you vanish. You will melt. Bible says God is the father of all light, so he's hotter than the sun. So the intensity of God's glory is such that you cannot go into heaven with this your physical body. That's why usually, before you go to heaven, you have to change your clothing. It's just like those who, who, who go to space. You have to put on a space suit. So if you are going to heaven, you must put on a celestial body. Because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. 
But Enoch went to heaven with this his body. And he's fine. He's been there for a long He's very fine. Very normal. Do you know what happened? Enoch could handle that vision. He could handle that revelation, that experience. Do you know what actually happened? Enoch developed his intimacy. Look, if we go to heaven, eh, those guys are going to give us some knocking. Eh? Because the way we have the Holy Ghost and we are just... They didn't have that privilege. Enoch got so close to God that God would come like he used to come to Adam in the garden and Adam didn't like it too much. So he would come and then he would come and just hold Enoch's hand and say, Charlie, can we, can we take a walk? And then they would take a walk. And then when it's even, the Lord will say, okay, all right, so see you, see you some other time. And the Lord will go back. Now, Enoch, Enoch could handle God the presence, the weight of glory. So heaven was cool. The man himself was around. He could handle heaven, the glory of heaven. So the Lord kept coming. So one day God came and they were talking and chatting and God was so excited and God forgot <laughs> that they were stepping out of the earth realm. No, that, no that's what God was getting excited and we're talking and then God forgot and then continued to heaven. And the man was fine. Very normal. What a man. You're about to have Alexina knows it. You are about to have Pastor Randy Dr. Griffiths Get ready, get ready Jifa, get ready Please, get ready, get ready Put your house in order, get ready Go dress your bed again Anoint your pillow Somebody is coming in there Now, let me tell you why I chose to talk about Abraham. Now, I'm sure you've heard me say this before. Do you know how big Abraham is? He's the father of faith, all of us. Do you know how big Abraham is? Senior minister. Abraham's bosom Paradise is called Abraham's bosom. Paradise is called Abraham's bosom. In him all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, this man distinguished his descendants, the Jews, to the point that <laughs> they say what difference is there between the Jew and the Gentile the circumcision and non-circumcision he say march every way but chiefly 
Because unto them was committed the oracle of God. That's a secret. Abraham's secret was God gave him his oracle. God gave him rhema. God gave him oracle. Oracle is a word of a deity at the place of inquiry. God committed his secret, his mysteries. Hey! God gave his, unto whom pertained the adoption, the glory, the service of God, the promises, the law. Hey! The covenants, the adoption. This thing pertained to him. Every program God is running on earth. He was just running before Abraham. Bible says, consider how great this man is. Hallelujah. I was on the island of Patmos for the word of the Lord, for the revelation, the revelation of Jesus, for the word of the Lord. May lively oracles, mysteries, the, the mystery of his will. Now look at me. Because of the abundance of revelation given me. <laughs> Paul. You know, Paul is a New Testament version of Moses. Moses told Adam how he was created. Moses. He told Adam how he was created. The man received lively oracles. Big. And all the, everything by dictation. <laughs> all the things you read in the Bible. In the law. Moses dictated them. God dictated them to Moses. And Moses absorbed it and dictated it word for word. I'm not talking about summary. Or paraphrase. The Bible was not paraphrased. Word by word. Every word. Including the commas and the full stops. God is increasing your capacity. Alexander, what I'm saying is that there's something God wants to do on earth. And he's looking for a man. And you shall be that man. It is called the will of God. I know him. Shall I hide from Abraham what I want to do? I know him. He will order his house after him. That I may perform what I want to do. This man. He will do it. No. That's the same report God gave about Jesus. 
This is my son in whom I well pleased. This man will do my will. This man. This man. The next time they are mentioning a name, it shall be you. Pastor Gloria, you know, sometimes because of the things we go through, we are reduced to our circumstance and we think, oh, hopeless man like myself. We are talking of better people. Who am I? Honey, you have no idea. I has not sinned. This one should be grinding some tongues by now. I went tapped by revelation. Paul says so. I went up by revelation. Paul told us the secret of God, the mystery of God, the mystery of his will. Paul gave us God's mission statement. God's purpose statement, his mission statement. Paul gave it to us. What, what is in God's head? What man knoweth the things of a man? Save the spirit that is in him. What man knows the things of a man? Save the spirit as in him. So the things of the spirit know no man. Not a spirit. But he has revealed it to us by his spirit. Paul wrote down God's purpose statement, Ephesians 1. And the climbers in Ephesians 3, he wrote it down, the blueprints. Amazing. Paul said, when you read these things, you will know my understanding into the mystery of Christ. Peter said, you know, the Lord showed me recently that I have to put this tabernacle down. And when I put this tabernacle down, you guys, this is how you have to conduct yourself. And when it was time for him to die, they were going to crucify him and say, look, instead of him, oh God, oh God. I'm going to die. No. He told the guys that to, I'm not qualified to die the way my Savior died. Crucify me upside down. Come on. I'm sure you heard this before. In tradition. That when they beheaded Paul, instead of blood, milk came out. Those guys are immortals. You will be like that. The mystery, which I wrote a for in few words. The mystery. The mystery. The mystery. Which was not revealed to the sons of men in any age. But it's now being revealed to God's holy apostles and prophets. Now, the ministry of the prophet is the revelation of the mysteries of God. It is 
to secure the specific will of God for God's people. That's the ministry of the prophet. You see, somebody is thinking about how to bless you. The Bible says, and the council of Ahitophel in those days was like a man had inquired at the oracle of God. The council of Ahitophel in those days. Now, David himself was a prophet, and he had three prophets. But the counsel of Ahithophel in those days was like a man had inquired. If Ahithophel tells you something, don't go and ask God. That's what it meant. From today, Your life will no longer be like looking for a needle in a haystack. The eye of your understanding will be opened, enlightened, and your mind will be flooded with light. Your spirit man. You will know as you have been known. A time will come, you will know the Lord the way he knows you. Amen. Thank you for that hallelujah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're going to pursue this thing called destiny. You're going to pursue this thing called God's will for my life. You're going to chase it. You apprehend that for which you were apprehended. You lay hold on the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. I'm done. Thank you so much for listening. We believe this teaching has been a blessing to you. We want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast for life-defining and changing moments with the Holy Spirit. Follow us on all social media platforms at Prophet Prince Manasseh Atchu and join the Prophet Sunday services at 9 a.m. See you next week.